Hello and welcome to West Underground. Today we are back with another exciting episode for you guys. Um, I hope I think you're going to enjoy this one. But um, you know, before we go any further, I just want to say, guys, I hope you you know like and subscribe. We, we me and Paul were talking, you know, before we started this, and I'm I'm pretty sure it's down here. So you know, head down there and give it a like. But today we are joined by none other than uh, Clay J Gladstone, and I just want to ask you guys straight off the bat, like you guys have a quite a unique name for your band, like um, you know, what's the story behind behind the name? It's, yeah, it's kind of funny. The, the singer, he originally started this project as kind of a solo project. Yeah. And he'd like just go to bars and just terrorize backpackers and scream about doing drugs and stuff, dressed up like a priest. And it was kind of insane. <laughs> and so he, 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 um, he got that name from Lord Gladstone Pub, actually. He, oh, wow. he used to live down there and just used to hang out there all the time. And he just he dug the the word Gladstone and then Clay J just kind of was a nice little internal rhyme type vibe and so there's no great meaning really um <laughs> it just yeah, sounds good really yeah, yeah it's just something and when he kind of started writing some punker songs and we brought the band together like none of us had a better name to come up with so we were just like <laughs> fuck yeah let's go with it because we yeah. find it interesting as well. Like it was mm. Clay J. Gladstone. No one really knows what to make of it. And we just get up and be punk as fuck. And that's that. Yeah, man. Well, it's certainly cool. Like it, uh, it sticks out and it's like a, you know, conversation piece. And also it makes you dive a little bit deeper and go like, <laughs> is it a band? Is it a, you know, an yeah, artist? Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, do you reckon, do you reckon he'll bring back the, the, you know, a priest outfit on, on, <laughs> <laughs> he's forever threatening so yeah if you like just kind of buy him a beer one time like fuck he'll do whatever <laughs> if you, like i reckon just leave it in the dressing room one night and just just like with his name on it and there it, it, he'll run with it like i i don't see that anything stopping him <laughs> you're setting up a good night in other words yeah oh yeah yeah Dude, that would be so funny if like you started like a TikTok of you guys like on stage, like the band start, you know, start to play. And now all of a sudden, like from the back of the venue, like a priest just starts walking up like <laughs> incoherently and gets on stage. <laughs> oh. All right. So that's our next yeah. intro, please. Yeah. Let's, yeah. Uh... You literally seeded that idea for us. Thank you. Oh, dude, it'd just be awesome. It'd just be funny as, and like everyone, I think, would be a little bit like concerned of why the priest is <laughs> thing. Especially with, you know, not to give anything away, but especially with the intro music that we do have. Well, we have two tracks, not to give them away, but they would both fit perfectly for that one hilariously and one, you know, a little bit more seriously. So, yeah, I think that would work very well so come to a show and you'll see what we mean oh man De invite him like tell us tell us when you when you're dropping the you know like coming out out as a priest because that'll be that'll be awesome I'll be there. <laughs> I <wanna see. laughs> uh, but then like how did you guys like you know start like you know all kind of find each other and you know you know get together like um what was the you know what who met who what was the I, I, I don't know if i'm if i'm making sense here but like yeah uh, yeah um, like, um timmy's the driving force tim's the driving force really like he's the main songwriter and 
the heart of the band really. And he went to school with one of the guys, Johnny. Um, and so they didn't really hang out too much in their adult years and they reconnected kind of over the music. And um, yeah, he got him on. And he's a guy that I used to play in a band with called Caulfield. Um, and so he just grabbed me and was like, yo, this is punk. You'll love it. Yeah. Um, get on board. And um, we had another dude playing drums and he had a bit of trouble, like just balancing band and family and stuff. So he had to step back. We reached out to old Nazlin here. Get him on uh, board. It's, it's actually really funny. Like I sort of bookend this. Like I knew Tim ages ago when he was playing shows at the Gladstone. Like I was, I did sound at the Gladstone. Like I would drink with him and like do sound for his old band. And we played in a band for a, a little bit for like six months. And then we sort of lost touch. And then I heard that Omar, the old drummer, was leaving the band. And I was like, I reached out to Johnny and I was like, hey man, like you guys are really cool. Uh, if you're ever gonna hold auditions, just let me know. Like I am totally down to do that. And then Tim one day was like, hey man, so Omar's left rehearsals in like a week learn these songs yeah and i was like oh shit what have i signed up for like learning 10 songs for to play a show in like three weeks and i was like okay cool let's do this this is gonna be fun and then COVID happens yeah. and it's <laughs> still six happening. months to practice <laughs> yeah yeah so like you know, I've been, I haven't been working, so I've been playing drums like every single day. Just, you know, so if I can't play these songs by the time we get back, there's something wrong with me. Yeah, I was just about to ask that. I hope you've got them down now, man. <laughs> yeah, 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 I do. I do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. And um, can I just ask a stupid question here? Is the Lord Gladstone pub, is it that the one where Sticky Fingers kind of have the glass window in, like in Ultimo? Like it's got the um, stained glass window of those fellas in the window. Uh, it's in Chippendale. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, uh, I can't remember. Oh, is that the one on the like? It, that's the one on the end of the that street from the Chippo Hotel. Uh, the you know. Yeah, the, the it's across the street from the Servo. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Great little pub there. Yeah, don't don't DMAs like own that or live out the back lived out the back of that pub for for a while. Man, you you know a lot of like little secrets <laughs> okay. here. Yeah, no, I have no oh, idea. Man. I think by like, doing, doing this, yeah. we've just learned so much. <laughs> <There we go. laughs> like I'm never doing music trivia with you guys. Like <laughs> against you guys ever. That's just we'll, not we'll be happen. in the same team. Might be yeah, the okay, cool. <laughs> you, the All right, cool. You guys are the ringers for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but um uh, yeah a little bit of trivia that i that i did learn today this is completely off topic but i think it'll be interesting for people to watch and i think it'll be interesting for you guys you mentioned we were talking just before we started the interview about the chats and um the day before we we you know we're, we've been speaking to we spoke to a band in in la and i can't like i couldn't believe that they're that you know the americans are so receptive to like the you know, like Australian music and didn't even know what, you know, a, like Smoko was, that it was just like <laughs> Australia, but fucking love the song and put them up for 
um you know the their their big festival you know that what's the big one called like i feel just the name has gotten not Lola, uh, Lollapalooza. no the other one the the one where beyonce and cardi b play coachella coachella that's it yeah 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 but um i don't know man that's just, that's just something I, I found interesting but uh really off topic yeah the, the learning slang from the chats songs <laughs> in america <laughs> no Those better people to learn from part. Like they're actually huge. Yeah. They're yeah. like there's just little bogan band and like like I'm I see groups like in the UK and stuff just like loving on the chats. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like what, what? Yeah. <laughs> really? It's, they just have that just something that people resonate with that they just have the complete conviction to do and just keep doing. Yeah, I, I like I, I imagine on the outside looking in, it's probably like the embodiment of like a, like Australian culture that's been seen on TV. You know, like like that, <laughs> like that Simpsons episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that's a great episode, actually. <laughs> but um, <laughs> you know, going going forward, have you guys um, you know. You, your your music, you know, isn't uh, quite as you know, I suppose, as Aussie trivial as you know the chats. But who is the you know, like, how do you guys find inspiration for the music that you write? Because it is quite dark. I mean, like, are you guys? Is it therapy for you guys writing it, or is it kind of somewhere in the middle? Like a hundred percent, it's it's therapy. I think like it is like so it hits you so much because yeah. it's so real yeah. like it's not it's not tim just like making up stories in his head like the whole band is like in varying stages of dealing with like a whole range of like mental health issues so like this is real stuff um yeah. and it is genuinely coming from a place of reality so i think that's why it just it's like it does yeah it's a very it's a very cathartic experience like i i i've said this to tim numerous times like i i'm thankful that you let me play in the band but i'm also the kind of person that wants to sit there and watch the band play and hear the songs and hear the lyrics because they are like they are like really rooted in like true story, like the way that Tim sings about stuff and writes about stuff, it's about stuff that he's been through and other people have been through in the band and it's on point what he talks about. Like one of the songs is openly about like our guitarist, Johnny. Like that's something we always say, like all the lyrics are directly kind of ripped from his life <laughs> and stuff that he's dealt with. So yeah, we, we, own up to that 100%. Like, that's the music is who we are. Wow. Does it, it does also help when other bands and artists cover your songs and say, like, we would like to play with you guys as well on stage? Yeah, 100%. Like, Blake, like, playing through the base of um, Dead Friends, like, like, I've never had anyone go, fuck, I want to play what you play. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's baffling, especially a dude like Blake. Like, he's a legend. Yeah, so, it's, it's true, because I got him on Spotify, and he's got he's listened to his songs almost every day now. It's, he must, it's good yeah. you guys, and it's got to, like, other bands who are high as well. I'm like, <laughs> like, Clay, <laughs> there he is. Yeah. 
yeah he's a legend like he we've what played one of our first shows with them at frankie's and yeah like he's been a massive supporter and we're huge supporters of molly and the crows like mm. we are actively looking to play more shows with them like we would never really turn down a chance to play with them like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but like that must be fucking awesome to have somebody like cover your song like you know whether yeah it's ridiculous like <laughs> <laughs> yeah i couldn't imagine it but yeah it's happened so yeah it just, it just shows you the how sydney music's like that wherever every band helps each other out like that and that's why there's a strong bond in sydney because we got we had an interview the other day where a guy wants to come to sydney because of how big the music is and i said to him people in sydney want to go to la why do you want to come to sydney for it's <laughs> like a complete opposite yeah yeah, it's funny at the moment. I don't know if it's just because of COVID or there just happens to be a whole bunch of really hungry, really talented bands coming through at the moment. But everyone is on everyone. You know, like our Instagram is full of other Sydney bands just going, fuck yeah, what are you guys doing? And like, we're the same. We're on theirs. Like, we're all looking, waiting for the next single. Like, Molly and the Curls drop a single and we're fucking stoked to hear it. Wow. It's just, yeah, the whole scene at the moment feels really positive. I think it's partially because of how negative the scene is. Like mm. it's, we're all kind of struggling in life and just fighting to survive. Um, but yeah, it just, it, there is something super, super positive about the scene at the moment. And I'm, yeah, I'm all for it. We had a, we, a couple of weeks ago, we, we spoke to this, um, to a, to um, Monica Strutt, a uh, lady in Melbourne who helps out with a lot of bands. And like, she was saying that, you know, like every, every five years, you know, like the bands that start now, you know, kind of go up to another level and start, you know, going and progressing into playing festivals or going overseas and doing bigger and bigger stuff. But I think all the band, like, you know, this is completely my theory at the moment. I think all the bands that are around now and have gone through this together, there will, I think that that'll carry through over the years as well. Like, cause you know, everyone that's, a, you know, has gone through this together and I, and I feel like this is the most I've seen like other people like really, really share and help each other. Like a, like a lot. I feel like it's, um, you know, even, um, like 51st Avenue, I saw their video where they did a bunch of, you know, they covered everyone, like every, you know, half a dozen bands or so, you know, in the scene. And I was like, you know, I haven't seen, you know, seen this in any other time before. So it's really, really cool. Yeah. They're legends as well. Like we played a show with them. Like they're just, again, just really kind of positive and really hungry for it. And yeah, I think it's going to serve the scene really well. I think, I think when we get, when, when, when we finally get out of this, when we finally can go to shows, I cannot wait to just see the explosion of just shows and people just, it's going to just, I don't think it's anything that we've seen before. Like people are just going to be dying to put on shows and it's just going to be like, you're going to have weekends where like five, six, seven of your favorite bands are playing all different shows and you can't go to any, like you can only go to like two of them. And it's just like, I cannot wait to see what people have been doing in this time. And, you know, and just going out to support them actually in person and not just on social media. Yeah, yeah. Do you think there'll be big ones again? Like where, you know, um, 
like the like the one Red Hook organized? Do you think there'll be other like big shows where you can have like you know a bunch of bands on the same bill? Like, um, what would what would you call that, Paul? Like, um, it was the it was like the charity festival they did at Crowbar. They saved the Crowbar where they had like about forty artists from different bands went on stage and played. I'm sure there would be a lot of that going around as well, especially when these venues need to grow now because of the lockdown. Yeah, like almost underground festivals, I think, with, with like yeah, you're getting into that territory when you kind of have so many artists on the on the same bill, but all like hanging out in a room together, and you know, I think that was that's cool to see. Yeah, Lazy Bones would probably do something like that as well. They they're pretty good with the um, local bands and the local artists to come in one day and they do that too yeah i think as long as as much as we're allowed to do like you're going to see people do it and they're mm. going to be pushing it to the absolute limits and i think people are going to be so hungry for it so if someone puts a thing on a crowbar with like that goes all day yeah like 20 bands or something <laughs> like i'm pretty sure you'll see someone there at 11 o'clock in the morning just fucking a beer in the hand just like hungry for it and they will be made. there until one minute. They'll be there until one a.m. Yeah. the next morning, just like <laughs> <laughs> trying to stay conscious. Hey guys, yeah. I'm getting attacked here. <laughs> I'm getting attacked by you. <laughs> what do you think? That's the that's the type of guy I would do. Just turn up at eleven a.m. and do it all the way to one a.m. <laughs> and it's like great bands. I'm like, I have to be there. <laughs> yeah. Man, we'll hold you to that. All right. Yeah. Gotta make sure I got a day off and the next day off as well. Need a two-day recovery, do you, Paul? <laughs> just don't have to wake up at, at a.m. in the morning. Just more of a sleep in. Mm. So, what are your, like, you know, I, I suppose we can now see the light in the end, like at the end of the tunnel. But like, going forward, like, you know, just say twelve months. Where would you like to be at at the end of that twelve months? Like, where? What would you like to be? You know, seeing the band um, doing. <laughs> 12 that, months like, yeah like we are we have not really been sitting around doing nothing in lockdown um like we have the majority of an album like demoed out yeah and so not even long term like within 12 months we're gonna have an album recorded yeah um so yeah we're we're pushing pretty hard. So, in twelve months, God, I'm I'm hoping we have a couple of tours under our belt and yeah. an album out. Yeah, like it's funny. Tim's Tim talks about like, hey guys, uh, you know, what do you think about these bands and going to this place to tour? And it's just like, yeah, let, let's do it. Like, what? Why? Like, there is no point saying no. Like, there's just it's just a constant push. And I don't think it's so funny. Like when Tim talks to us, sometimes it's like, whoa, whoa, dude, 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 slow down. Like, like <laughs> think about what you're saying before you say it. And then he'd be like, no, 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 let's, let's just do it. Let's just, you know, fuck it. Let's just go and do this. And it's like, all right, cool, man. I'm with, I'm hundred percent for it. Let's just do it. <laughs> like we are trying to figure out how we can play a show in Melbourne in November. Like that's how, yeah. hungry we are for it we're like we're like looking at the fucking press releases as they come out going okay what are we allowed to do what are we allowed to do yeah so yeah it's gonna be it's it's gonna be an it, it's definitely not gonna be 
a boring 12 months for us. I'll just tell you that. Like, yeah, <laughs> there's so much that we, it's like, we have a list of things that we want to do and that we're going to do. And it's just like, cool. All right. Let's go. Let's just go and do them. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Like they'll be, you know, they'll be opening the borders and you'll be crossing at the same time. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> just like that's how we want to time it. Just like hundred kilometer, kilometers an hour down the freeway, just like border pass, just drop it as we go over the border and just be like, cool, we're in. Like <laughs> oh man, that that'd be awesome. Like and I you know, I think that I think that'll happen very soon. Like, you know, they can't they can't keep us locked up for you know for much longer. And I think, you know, I, I, I really feel like the you know the Victorian audiences are gonna be so hungry for 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 music and just gonna be so keen to be just go wild, I reckon, when the when the borders have opened. Cause like those poor fellas have they they've been in this for like nearly a year now. So so <laughs> i I heard a statistic today. Uh I think by the time that they're out of lockdown, they will be the state that has been in lockdown the most anywhere in the world. Yeah. Like they they overtake Buenos Aires or something like that. And it's just like, holy shit. Like they're they're neighbors to us. They're like the next state over. That's yeah. actually ridiculous. Oh man, I like I went down to Melbourne when we had that brief period where, you know, we were good for like a couple of months. And I went down to mm. Melbourne and I felt like the, you know, like a bit of anxiety for like the two weeks I was down there. I was just <laughs> going, Please, nothing happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, but um and uh what about what about going north? Like have you have you thought about also like going up, you know, up to Queensland when they let us in? Yeah, definitely. Like um we have a couple of little things in the works, like um the dude that we kind of talk to for booking and stuff, he runs a bit of a club up there. So yeah, Brisbane is definitely a place I would love to get back to like i love brisbane mm. weather's much nicer <laughs> i don't know about I guess, the people, I, got some, but... <laughs> I got some good friends out there as well that i would love to go and see um like i've played a couple of times in brisbane and i've always had a great time like i'd love to play like the sunny coast and you know yeah. do a few other different places that'd be fucking great yeah, man. Like, I mean, if you can drive up along that that coastline, they, you can you can nearly stop everywhere along the way, like Coss Harbour and you know Byron, and you know maybe even find a pub in Mullumbimby, and then you cross the border into you know Queensland and the Gold Coast, Brisbane, and Sunshine Coast. But up in Queensland, up north, can you? Is there much you can do other than the the cities? Like, can you go to like rural Whoop Whoop and you know play a show? like you can it's yeah. just Does it's the queensland is so fucking massive it's yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> sydney to brisbane and then you can do that exact same drive north again to get to bloody what is it rocket or something oh. like yeah so like, up, top, yeah. like that's not even the top like that same drive is like about two-thirds of yeah, the way that's, up queensland. that's ridiculous like, yeah so yeah like there's there's people putting on shows in rockhampton and shit like that or, I don't know. You need like a, it's a week. Like you need to do a week yeah. tour just up there. And and you need like a hundred thousand plus like listeners and followers and all that kind of stuff just to, you know, pull people out of rural areas to come and see that show. Like, yeah, you know, you can play shows like you could do it, but 
Oh, we would happy. jump on it instantly. Like, oh, hell yeah. If you want to yeah, help put I, something on. Yeah, fuck. I'll play a show to four people. I don't give a fuck. Like, seriously. You know, I will, I've played show, so many shows to barflies. That's not funny. Like, I don't care. Like, I just enjoy playing shows. Yeah, man. I think rural, I've never been to rural Queensland to, to do music, but rural New South Wales is pretty fun. It's just pretty, <laughs> just a different. Seen, you see some loose things out there. Oh, man. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> oh, now I've lost train of thought. Paul, can you help me? No, I was going to say with the, the way Ramish thought like that was because he, he was there for overnight and so many stories he could have just told us then, being in war and going towards yeah. camera. On the, just on your, you play anywhere, I've got a question. I ask this question to everyone. Would you prefer to play at a great venue or play with a great lineup? Oh, that's a super hard question. I'll get the same reaction. Yeah, I like getting a reaction like that. I think I think I know what I would go, but Cole, you go first. But is it like an awesome lineup in a really shit venue? Is that the like? <laughs> yeah, is that the trade? And it's like yeah. an awesome venue to no, you can like get one people. The, yeah, you can get get one yeah, one like, or the other. So you, you get know, a like, good like if you if I was a if you wanted to get a crowd. Would you prefer to be at a great venue or a great lineup? What would bring the crowd in more? A great venue or a great lineup? I think a good lineup would bring a crowd in, yeah. like yeah. wherever. But I, I think I, I would think rather play at a great venue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it's so much more comfortable to just be on a nice big stage and like have a good foldback system. Oh, yeah. That, that's very true. <laughs> And you're not like sweating balls and it's like you yeah. can't move because you'll probably knock Timmy out with the bass. The stage it's just is like, rocking like this. <laughs> and you're just it's like the, it's like, uh, that's actually a good point. Like the Annandale, when it was still a thing, that, that was a shit room. It sounded yeah. horrible. <laughs> like it was the worst stage to load in on. The drum riser was like on really thin plywood on milk crates that like bent on the corners. Yeah. <laughs> but it didn't matter who played, it was always sold out. It was always packed out. So I kind of feel that like the old, like I remember when the Bronx came out like ages ago, they played three shows in a row there yeah. and it was fucking amazing. So yeah. Yeah, I don't know where I was going with well, that. I but. feel like this <laughs> is, a, is an exception, man. I learn a I learn a word in Japanese, which I, well, I probably didn't learn it because I've already forgotten it. But it was a it was a word that fitted this perfectly. It's a word for something that's good but kind of shitty. Like, you know, I'm, <laughs> you know, it's good but it's shitty. You know, like. Uh, um you know like your you know your first car like it might have been good but it's kind of shitty you know it has sentimental value but is a rust box yeah there was people there but just the music itself wasn't like it was good to have people around but you want to make sure the music sound good as well yeah, yeah. Uh, dude uh, I, I what what happened to the annandale just out of curiosity because it it's like it's the same shit that always happens like neighbors started to move in hmm. complaining about the fucking noise it's like it doesn't matter that annandale's been hosting live music for the last fucking 40 years or whatever hmm. but yeah noise complaints and like they tried to like do all these upgrades to soundproof it cunts kept complaining it didn't work and it's just fuck you move 
like it's the problem is they bought these fucking million dollar terrace houses so they're not just nobody's like us like they're fucking yeah. <laughs> rich pricks yeah they just got their families and stuff moving in next door to the Annandale which is yeah ridiculous and so they and could that... never keep it silent enough yeah they just constantly get fined and they just got fucked in the end I think that's a great thing that the the botany view and the council have done for them is that just like they pretty much said like the botany view is never closing down like if you're you're moving into this area you know that it's going to be loud you know that this is a live music venue like there is no point trying to complain to us like we're going to keep this venue open so i think that's something that's been great for live music and they've just done like heaps of renovations and they've got like a great stage now and the sound systems great so that i'd yeah i'd love to go see some music there soon oh man that's a great venue like but have you have you guys noticed like venues seem to be moving moving more and more west like over over the over the years like i feel like um newtown kind of had its run and now that's slowly moving to marrickville and will slowly move further west and west and west and um yeah. you know me and paul are based in bankstown so probably give it 10 years and uh you know we'll have a bunch of uh like live music you'll have the new entertainment center out there. <laughs> Fuck yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, um well because i know that uh i don't know if it, uh, i remember reading that the rolling stones the royal rolling stones magazine is opening a bar in marrickville yeah and i'm like how how is that gonna happen like <laughs> i know it's on like the main street and everything but how is that gonna last yeah like surely they're gonna have noise complaints from day dot so <laughs> hopefully that they're doing something different and you know, it's all good for them. I think Marrickville's weird, man. Like, cause it's like that old industrial area. So maybe there's enough sp space that, that it might, that it might work. I don't know. Yeah. Fingers crossed for that. Course, yeah. But otherwise, uh, if it comes out to Bankstown, uh, that'll be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Give it 10 years. Right? Yeah. <laughs> man, we'll still be, we'll still be playing. It's fine. We'll come and play out there. Uh, <laughs> Oh man, that'd be, that'd be, that'd be, you know, very interesting if that, uh, that does happen. <laughs> um, but like, what would you say your, your dream venue to play in Sydney would be? I would love to play the Enmore. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's kind yeah. of ridiculous at this point, but yeah, I would no, not at all. Play Cole. The that, there's, there's nothing ridiculous about that. That's a, that completely. is a great one, man. I've been yeah. looking for somebody to say that one, and no one has so far. Everyone's been like, "All phones arena," or like, <laughs> "Oh no, God. That's no, 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 no." <laughs> See, and that's the thing. I wouldn't the, turn thing it down. Playing, the thing with playing the Enmore is there's like three foot from the stage yeah. to the barrier. Like, it's a big room, but the crowd's still right there. All phones. It's like you can't see the fucker right up the back, <laughs> and you can hardly see the person in the front row either. Like. Yeah, you're watching at least with the at least with the Enmore, it's just it's still really it's like a big venue but it's still really close and like a sort of an intimate show in that way yeah 100 i think the horton pavilion's kind of like that but just a little bit bigger i mean you can still you can still see the people if you you know if you're on that everyone um, whinges about the sound for um the horton though 
It's yeah. a fucking aircraft hangar. It's just a big metal yeah. box. Yeah, it doesn't sound good. Oh, man. Every show I've been to at the Horton Pavilion, it's like taking like two days to get like, you know, some kind of like hearing back in my ears. It's just yeah. loud. That's all yeah. they do. They're just like, how are we going to make it sound good? Just everything to 11. Yeah. I remember seeing Alexis there like 10 years ago. And I think they're the only band that sounded good just because the room suited their sound. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Oh, man. And, and I'm with you, Cole, and more all the way. That would just, like, I would just get shivers just thinking about that, just playing that venue. I've just seen too many bands there. Like, fuck, I saw Under Earth there. I've seen Refused play there. I never thought I'd get to see Refused play. Yeah. And, man. Yeah. I just, I stood right in the middle and I just fucking stared the entire time. Like, yeah, that venue is something a bit magical i think yeah it's just had so many you know good people good artists good like you know comedy shows good you know everything uh you know i feel like so many tv specials have been shows like everything's been done in that it's kind of like our yeah. little royal albert hall in sydney i was separate to the opera house i suppose yeah i saw jet there i saw jet play at then more oh that was good that would have been good yeah it was it was good it was really good how was your hearing after that, Paul? Oh, it was fine. Nah, that was good. Nah, it was, it was fine. Yeah, it's not a like years, a man. really loud venue. Like, mm. that system is fucking huge. Like, I saw um, I saw Run the Jewels there, and it Ooh. was just like, <laughs> the bass was like crushing my chest. So, like, <laughs> that room can fucking pump. But, like, if you go there, like, you go and watch Under Oath there, it's not like your ears are bleeding or anything. It's just, yeah, perfect. Yeah, man. Like, um, yeah, the the Enmore is one of those like, um, just just cool places. I and yeah, I'm I'm so happy you've said that, man, because you're the you're the first. I think we've asked like five bands or so. Like, what would be your favorite? And you're the first to factory say factory theater. There's a factory theater and um crowbar and all that. Yeah. Yeah, well, they're both sick venues. Like, fuck. Crowbar Crowbar is like one of the best stages and best sound systems in Sydney. Oh yeah. It's a fucking great room. Oh, man, you've answered my next question, though. I was going to ask. Oh. What... <laughs> uh, but, um, you know, like, what would you... Have you guys got any plans, like, in the future of, you know, taking... Like, have you guys seen on your Spotify, I don't know if you can, like, you know, where people are listening to? Is it just predominantly australia or have you got started to build like overseas followings we There's got a great these story. dudes in the fucking like <laughs> ural mountains in russia that have like bootlegged their own clay j t-shirts yeah, yeah and are, like yeah. fucking stomping around wherever the fuck they are up in the mountains in russia and it's like, like we want to we want to make the t-shirt design because it's that fucking good like <laughs> like we're annoyed we didn't think of it <laughs> maybe yeah, red so, square might be a good place to play next like, yeah <laughs> fuck i'd go over there and play a show sure hell yeah you'd be mad oh man that would be that'd be awesome you just from the Beatles to glad jay gladstone <laughs> you guys might yeah. just need like a liver transplant afterwards though i reckon if you went to moscow or <laughs> up to their mountain yeah Jesus. Yeah, I don't yeah. think we'd come back the same people to be honest no <laughs> johnny would be in trouble definitely i um, think johnny and tim would be in trouble 
Gulag, oh, maybe, one maybe million love years. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but um, like other other than Russia, like where are you? Are you guys got it? You know, starting to build followings in like other parts of Europe as well. Like, yeah, I think it goes like Australia, um, United States, and then I think maybe New Zealand or something. And then it's like, yeah, Russia. And um, I think there's, we got like some Brazilian people that like comment on our YouTube and stuff. It's like, okay, sick. I think we have a, a, a like a, a strange contingent of people in um, Salt Lake City as well. Yeah, over in the states, just like a, a small like gathering of people, and I don't know that there's, uh, I think Japan as well. There's a few there, so it's it's nice to see that we're slowly spreading our way um, globally and um, taking over. Yeah, that's for sure, man. Like you, you definitely have to, you know, in the future, look into going to Japan for a tour. Like everyone we've oh. interviewed about that says they get the beetle treatment. <laughs> like <laughs> chase down the street, like ask to sign shit. It must be, it must be amazing. Oh, yeah, I would jump at it. Like it's been yeah. like number one on my list for I don't know, my entire life. Yeah, yeah. That'd be and even you know was i was we were having this conversation as well off air i was telling you about like um how we did interview with you know some guys in the states and they they were telling us like they love australian music and they know all these like underground bands and it's like this whole fucking community over in california where they're trading australian records and like coming together <laughs> and talking like their favorite bands are like you know all like um you know like like psychedelic and and like punk bands from Australia and it's, and like in like I was learning things about you know Australian music through talking to them you know yeah so it's it, funny how different different kind of little subculture areas just kind of latch onto something yeah 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 <laughs> it's just so easy now with music I guess that you can just jump on Spotify or punch in a couple of hashtags on Instagram and then you've just got like yeah world pretty much it's, it's really cool like but did you guys have to did it happen like organically for you guys with spotify or did you have to approach like playlist or i don't know like how does that work yeah like we we haven't been targeting advertising in the russia or anything like that <laughs> like <laughs> we were just as kind of baffled as to how it all came about really yeah yeah how do do your like do the fans in Russia do they like understand English or they just like the sound of your your your, your music like are they I think they yeah they write in English like they oh, okay. they write yeah, comments to us in it. English. Ah, well, I was gonna say because that would be that would be really interesting if they were just like you know you know just digging the sound of it. I think like you know have you ever heard of that metal band like Ramstein, the German one? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. that kind of effect. That, <laughs> that massive world famous <laughs> band. Yeah, yeah, yeah like... and that other underground guys, Metallica. You heard of those guys? <laughs> oh, I, I, I apologize, but I did bring up somebody <laughs> the other day. I was like, "Have you heard of that band? You know, Ramstein?" And they're like, "Who?" And I, you know, had to. Uh, it might be an age thing, actually. I might yeah. be just yeah. really dating myself. That. So I don't know, well, man. I get, I get, you know, I feel like now with music, cause there's so much and like, you know, yeah, sometimes people don't know and you can't expect everyone to know sometimes. So 
that was that was why I I approached it like that. <laughs> but yeah, they were all in German pretty much, and I think everyone used to just run around screaming "Du Du hast!" And oh man, no like, fuck. like yeah, if a good song is a good song, like it's a good song, it doesn't matter. You just you make up lyrics kind of that sound similar to what they're saying. I just can't believe it's. I just can't believe Russia. Like that's just <laughs> like <laughs> oh. yeah. Yeah, have, they, have they got in contact with you guys? Like, uh, you know, to show their, just to, that, well, they must have to show their shirts. Like, how did you? you yeah, know? like they tagged us on Instagram. Like, yeah, these yeah. two dudes in their, like, bootleg Play J shirts, like, out in the streets drinking. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> the, the, fact that, the fact that they put, like, that much time and effort into doing it is just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's not even like they ripped one of our t-shirts like they made their own t-shirt yeah, yeah. design that said clay j gladstone on it and got that printed at a bloody local print shop or whatever yeah or or they like did it themselves and like you know you remember back like back in the day you could get like that printer paper yeah that you yeah, could like transfers yeah. and then like iron it on like yeah that's yeah i don't know i i, I appreciate their effort though Shout out to those guys in Russia. I hope they watch this and they're like, you know, so happy. Man. We spent like half half the interview just talking about these two guys. <laughs> oh man, that'd be so hype, you know, just chilling in the hills in Russia, you know, like they, you know, they know who we are, you know, that'd be cool. But, um, you know, have there been any other like, um, you know, like out of the Western world, like any any countries where you, you were shocked as well? Yeah. Uh... I don't know, nothing really that kind of jumps out. I kind of got surprised. I think there's like more people in New Zealand than in like Queensland that like listen to us or something like that. And it's like, okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that, they're that like, they're close, me, yeah. but yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, it's quicker to fly to New Zealand than it is to drive to Queensland. Like, let's just go to, yeah, let's just go to Queensland. Let's just go to New Zealand. Let's just do that. <laughs> like I would love to play shows in New Zealand. That would just be amazing. Yeah, oh, hell yeah. That'd be sick. You know, was that something that uh, that you guys have spoke about? You know, previously amongst you amongst yourselves about doing in the future. I don't think we've ever brought up New Zealand, but yeah, like if the opportunity ever even like hinted to present itself. Like, oh yeah, we'd really knocking the door down to try and grab a hold of it yeah so. oh man that'd be so cool but like you know like we we're speaking about i'm going to try to change the subject here but you know we we're speaking before about you guys having an album ready to go um how have you been doing that in lockdown or was most of it written previously before or you guys communicating and sending logic tracks or pro tools tracks i don't know how you do it what's yeah going there's there's yeah. a lot of um voice memos and mp3s going through facebook mm. messenger so <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it's hard to keep track around. of it all so um, um is 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 one person like you like like how do, how do how do you even keep track of it man i'm trying to imagine how you're doing it and it seems like a... yeah so timmy's the driving force so he's the main songwriter they're like like we'll send riffs or whatever to, to each other and sometimes that will be the genesis for a song and um but it's mainly yeah timmy would like just bash some guitars and then he'll send it to me and i'll lay some bass down on it um and just 
program some drums or get Maz. Maz has got an electric drum kit you can see behind him. He's had a little bash on that for a track that we were, yeah, messing around with. Um, it's it's easier than it probably should be, you know? <laughs> like yeah. Yeah, you, pr you probably think it's way harder, but it's just, it's a whole bunch of just send it and... Are you whatever. using Logic? I think, no, I don't know what Tim uses. I think, to be honest with you, I really think that Tim just uses GarageBand. Yeah, he just... Kinda... Like, it's it's super bad. And that's the thing, like, you know, he's got a couple of, he you know, he talks to us and he's like, oh, you know, I want to get a better guitar sound. How do I do that? And it's just like, oh, well, you know, get this plug in and then he gets it and then the guitar comes back and it's just like holy shit okay cool this sounds this sounds amazing he's like oh, i want to make the drums sound better like, oh, what should i do it's just like oh you know get this and he's like cool and then the next track comes out and it's just like okay cool well you know like we don't need to do anything like you're just writing these amazing songs that sound amazing and it's just like cool all right yep that's that's <laughs> that's on the album let's just do that nice guys like um you know i've thrown this question out to different bands but like you guys seem to be the ones that are you know doing it the doing it the easiest by the sounds of things <laughs> like we've had so many bands tell us that they've got you know this sophisticated setup to try to like organize you know how they're doing it over like zoom calls and then track it and all this kind of crazy stuff but you guys seem to be doing it the dream way you know it just it seems like it's you know easier for for you guys which is you know something i guess like it's kind of easy for us because we have one really dominant writing member yeah and so and like he's a multi-instrumentalist like he plays drums and he plays guitar and he sings like a fucking angel so yeah it's ridiculous like he just kind of he can punch everything out essentially mm. and give us the meat and then when we get it to go into the studio and we have a little bash and we can feel it out and make like tweak it and stuff and fine tune it but yeah he essentially like tim can do everything so uh, and i think it, i think it also helps that no one's in no one in the band is sort of intimidated intimidated by that yeah i think everyone sort of sort of welcomes that it's just like you know tim tim does expect you know like you know we've got to learn the songs you've got to learn the parts but it's never it's never us being like oh okay you know we got to worry about him writing everything it's just like no no we're we're happy i think everyone's happy supporting him being that writer like you know i'm not sitting here going oh crap he's writing all my drum parts it's more that he's going cool this is this is what i want and you put your spin on it and go from there and i think that's you know i think that's really fucking great from him doing that yeah man that must be like um that must be like fucking awesome to have like the, you know somebody that can just do that in the band but i'm like wondering in my head like how how what would you say the tracks are written by him doing this like is it you reckon would you if you're going to give it a percentage would it be like he comes with the track like 80 percent done and then you're just kind of making your filling out like your parts and making them better or do you kind of dive back in and try to change melodies and fix stuff is there much to i don't know is there much to like tweak once once he's kind of you know got it all into place like everything kind of gets done on a track by track basis so like there's definitely tracks where he's like gone 
this and everyone is just like fuck that is how the song needs to be <laughs> yeah. the lyrics just hit perfectly the feels just come in right um there's other ones where like we've completely rewritten choruses because it just didn't hit right yeah and so like yeah like it's not like the yeah the it's his way or the highway like everyone wants the songs mm. to be what the songs could be so mm. yeah if it's for the best of the song like yeah we definitely we've yeah we've rewritten entire choruses um even just tweaked melodies so giving it a percentage like it, it's hard to give it just a like i would say 90 ish percent is like yeah yeah tim does that vary on on different songs like each, each song is different yeah yeah yeah, yeah definitely so like i said there's some that like it'll just come out and like we won't really change much like we might add in a better drum fill or something because um or i'll do a fancy little piece of shit on the bass um <laughs> yeah yeah like do you reckon you guys will ever like put that put those demos out like one time like maybe like the dead friends like put out the original demo as like an alternative version like way down the track in the future and you know how the beatles kind of did that like it's like take 37 of like um you know let it be or something like that i kind of i made a joke about that recently because we're just um we just went into the studio and did some acoustic versions and we're not we're calling them reimaginings because they some of them are actually quite different to the original tracks yeah um and so we're gonna be like releasing it as like a deluxe version of the dead friends ep so there's gonna be like two unreleased tracks and three reimagined acoustic versions and when we announced that i made the joke that in 10 years we'll do the super deluxe with all the demos on it as well so oh, yeah like we've got we've got i've got folders on my computer like fucking full of demos so yeah if it ever seems like that's something that someone wants to hear just these like <laughs> garage band like badly recorded vocals in like tim's lounge room it, we've got it like we yeah, can put the, we can facilitate people's needs if that's something that ever <laughs> is needed i don't know do you guys like that stuff sometimes like when you when you like a band and then you can kind of see how they're doing stuff and you can also like see where it where it started and where how where it got to like you and then it that it makes it seem like you, you can kind of understand their like process a little bit more i don't know do you like personally i I don't give a fuck. Like, um, <laughs> Death Cab did this recently. Like Death Cab for Cutie is one of my like all times. Like yeah. I fucking love that band. Um, I don't think they've ever released anything that is not incredible. Yeah. Um, and so they did this where they released like a whole bunch of the demos and I listened to them and I was like, okay, I didn't really need to listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah just me personally like i couldn't give a shit really i don't know about you maz well it's like like metallica's just released this like blacklisted oh dude album. You, you've just tapped into something did they did they pay you money for like ripping off like your artwork 
like that album cover looks very similar to play to your album cover you know the one where they have everybody playing on the like the one with miley cyrus covering nothing else matters like i was i was saying to paul before we started there's like that looks very similar to like the the single art like you were doing you know with the was it the one, friends uh the, the one with dead friend, but you've used the same kind of template but you've changed like the for you know for like the different singles you've released, yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. You change the color was it the friends song the friends song cover yeah the dead friends one but also yeah. like it's the, you've used that template before but i felt when metallica released that i was like oh that looks familiar you know Hey, if it draws people to our music, then that's fine. Like, we're cool with that. Like, I don't know if we can claim to have invented a square. Yeah, yeah that's, um, we aren't like Pythagoras or whatever his name is. Like, we didn't really come up with that. <laughs> um, but like, going back to the, like, hearing demos, like, I don't want to hear take 37 of Sad But True by Metallica. Like, that does not tickle me at all. Like, you know, if it's, if it's like, you know, James Hetfield sitting in a room, like strumming out nothing else matters for the first time. Yeah, maybe that might be something cool, but I don't need to hear take, you know, 37 of some songs that's like a B-side to an album that I've never listened to. So, you know, like, it's fine. I'm cool with that. Yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head there. Like, I'm, I'm not too too much interested in the, you know, the, 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 like the, like them trying to get it right but more or less you know how you were saying before about the acoustic stuff like you know um i love when you can hear like but when bands have like kind of got the song you know to a point where it's like okay and they're presenting it and they present it on acoustic guitar before they build the instruments around it. i think that kind of demo is the one that's the most interesting you know yeah okay yeah 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 that sounds kind of cool like i'll give like i'll give an example like um if you look up after this there's a version of like george harrison doing a cover of like my guitar gently weeps before you know everything's laid on and it's just him in a room with a guitar and it just kind of feels very 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 different to to the the original version but um yeah like i think i think that stuff's cool and you were talking about you know doing that in the future man i think that'll be sick <laughs> yeah well yeah we've got heaps of shit yeah <laughs> we do yeah <laughs> It'll be a double box set of garbage demos. Oh, do it, man. <laughs> one of those little nerds that would just like go and, you know, just suss it out. And buy it cheap, sell it for more. That's the type of deluxe boxes you do. <laughs> oh, man. At least you'll get a first class tour of Russia. So that. Be... Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> uh, get us back on track. For... <laughs> oh, but um, like going, you know, before we wrap this interview. <laughs> Uh, is there anything that you want to like you know like final thoughts or is there anything that you want to plug before like we wrap this up or you know tell the audience to you know check something out yeah well, we got the first of the acoustic reimaginings dropping on first of october so this is something i'm really excited about i've kind of been pushing for it for a while like timmy's been doing a few live streams type shit on instagram live and facebook live and stuff and it's always got a really good reception yeah so yeah i've since hearing him just like in his lounge room just bashing away at the acoustic like you were kind of talking about with george harrison and i think yeah it gives a really different spin on the songs 
and it's something we leaned into really hard in the studio like there's a bit of strings and stuff on them um but that's about it a bit of shaker i think that's as heavy as the uh percussion goes um yeah it's all just the songs really laid bare and i really vibe them and i think Mm. i hope people really dig them too I think I think they will, man, and I feel like it. Um, you know, in 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 one way, like it'll get, it'll probably like help the, you know, the message of the of the of the song, you know, um, a, a little bit more in that way because it'll be a little bit more personal and you know very stripped back, which will be you know so cool for people to to see, and uh, I reckon it'll hit 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 different, you know. Yeah, yeah, they really do. Like the first time I played. Um one of them for my girlfriend she was like oh her arm hairs were like standing up and i was like oh, that's that's the reaction that's what we're going for so. oh man that's really special if you know if it, if it's getting that reaction yeah yeah oh man but um <clears throat> yeah paul have you got any questions here mate can you help me out <laughs> uh, no i just want to say i want to thank you guys for coming on because i've been following you guys for a while now and you guys have been just blew up really quickly so I just want to appreciate you guys for agreeing to come on this interview and be a part of West Underground. Oh man, wow. we gotta thank we gotta thank you for supporting us, man. Like if you've been doing it for a while, like thank you, like thank you for like continually supporting. And you know, we appreciate people asking us to do this, and we're always happy to do it. Yeah, thank you so much, guys. No worries. Uh, you know, I wish you all the best. And, uh, you know, when uh, let us know when you drop the acoustic on, you know, in case we forget on October, October 1st. Yeah. 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 And uh, so we can put it up. It's like floor, you know, under can... two weeks, like what, 11, 12 days or something. Yeah. Cool. Let's, I'm looking forward to it. I wonder well, how many we'll days. Definitely share it on our story. Though. The interview comes out. All Ooh. right. It'll be closer to the first of October. Yeah, I reckon. Yeah, reckon good time. Like, uh, what's the what's the date now? Oh man, that's ten days. Ten, ten. How, how many days are this month? Eleven. Eleven. Thirty okay. days of September. Cool. Yeah, so eleven days. There we go. Wow. All right, guys. Thank you so much. No, I appreciate it. He's. Cheers. Thank you. Thanks for the chat.